0: Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious.
1: Hello, and welcome to issue 160 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm
2: Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And
3: we're back to our regular show format after a whole, whole bunch of Toy Fair coverage. And thank you to everyone who's gone to YouTube and watched it and commented on it on the forums and on Facebook and Twitter. Been a great conversation. And we've got even more news that didn't come out of Toy Fair that's kind of rumored that we're going to be discussing this show about more upcoming figures. But it seems like... We barely got back from Toy Fair when half the stuff Hasbro showed started hitting stores.
1: Yeah, I think we were back exactly one week and we found a lot of it in Toys R Us.
3: So we're going to be covering some of that too. But before we get to it, I want to start by just thanking the people who've gone out to Podbean and pledged to support our show. It means so much to us. We're trying hard to bring you the best photos, the best videos, all the coverage we can, reviews, entertainment, everything, like our holiday special, and we... Really are relying on you guys, our audience, to help make that happen. And as we always say, none of the money we're asking for pledges for are to go to toys, statues, hot toys, collectibles of any sort. We're trying to get some money to put back into the show for advertising, to compensate our staff, and to improve our equipment. Make Justin's chair stop creaking, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly.
1: We have some wonderful rewards that you can get with your pledges. For just $5 a month, if you're this kind of person, you're going to have your name listed on our site on a thank you page, which is really cool. $10 a month, you get early access to the shows. For 25 you can pick an item for us to review, which is kind of cool because that makes you part of the show. For $40, which is my special reward for someone, it's limited to one person per month, you get a box of Stoof, which is my monthly subscription box, and you could get Marvel items. You could not get Marvel items. I don't know. It it could be promos from conventions. I've got like boxes of stuff that I've picked up at conventions and different shows. I've got extra toys. You never know what you're going to get.
2: Box of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> stoof.
1: mine is stoof. it's fancy
2: it is fancy you got the lot and everything
1: yep
3: it's going to be collecting related and yes. we're going to try to look for marvel items like i have a few duplicate items here i order figures by the case get extra legends i accidentally repurchase some of the
2: action figure comic book covers i've got a stack of dupes there that's right. You can take advantage of Arnie's inability to remember what he has.
1: Yes, it's the, it's the
2: Alzheimer's special.
1: <laughs> you you could end up with maybe original artwork or something from me, or maybe I'll pick up a sketch for you to convention or something. You never know.
3: Movies? We just don't know. <laughs> That's the fun part about it.
1: Yeah, what, what I will know is you will have no idea what you're getting, but you will have so much fun opening it up. <laughs>
2: And never announced before, for $1,500, you can be Justin for a week. (laughs) That means you get to go to my job.
1: (laughs) Well, we would thank you very much for going to Podbean. Donate a dollar. Like us on Podbean. Follow us. We would love to have your support.
3: Yeah. My rallying cry is if you enjoy this show enough to listen to us for 90 minutes to two hours every other week, I'm hoping you enjoy us enough to put like a buck down per show, $2 a month because that's less than iTunes or Amazon charges for a single three to
2: five minute song. Right. And then you always got to make the obligatory less than a cup of coffee type of claim too.
1: Yes, it is less than a cup of coffee. Hell, it's less than a good beer. In the eyes of the angel.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't make us <laughs> start running images of, of homeless dogs, people. Yeah.
3: <laughs> The link to our Podbean crowdfunding page is available from the banner on our homepage, links on our homepage, and thank you in advance for your support. It's really our way of gauging how much this show is really reaching people and how much you're getting out of it. So hopefully you'll be able to help us out and help us help our staff and reward them for all the hard work they put in.
2: Just look for the Deadpool banner giving you the thumbs up.
3: But now let's get to this week's collecting news in
0: The Spectacular Store Report.
1: Well, now that Valentine's Day is over, everybody's getting all their Easter stuff. And I swear, Target, as soon as Valentine's Day, like at eight o'clock in the afternoon and evening, it was switch out the merchandise. They have a ton of stuff at Target. They've got some marshmallow suckers. They've got a Hulk cap. Well, it's the S.H.I.E.L.D. and Iron Man. Hulk is very weird and scary with his black eyebrows. Then a few different places I'm seeing the giant eggs filled with candy and stickers and tattoos. Target has them and Walgreens has them as well. Got Spider-Man, Hulk, and Captain America. Now, the best thing I found this year so far for Easter is filled eggs that are shaped like avengers heads poor thor is getting the shaft on this too by the way
3: he's norse he does not worship the raising of jesus that
1: could be it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was for religious reasons <laughs>
3: He (laughs) abstained.
1: They've got a 16-pack of candy-filled eggs. It's by Brock's, which is the nationally known candy company. Actually,
3: it's by Gallery, who makes that horrible stuff. They just happen to have Brock's jelly beans in Iron Man heads.
1: Ah, okay. So that's the difference. So it is a gasoline candy.
3: So yes, Team Iron Man, because he has the jelly beans. Hulk and Cap, they have this, like, kind of spree-tasting, hard sugar crap
1: Like if you left sprees out in the air for like way too long and they're like tooth chippers.
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Candy coated, but like sweet tarts on the inside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Spree. Yeah. Don't you have sprees in Nebraska?
2: Yeah, but I go for the chewy sprees.
1: Ah, okay. Well, (laughs) these are... Shaped like the heads, like the relief shape. And then there's one of each character in there that is colored. So you get like the actual cap head that looks like Cap with a mask on. You get a Hulk head with the black eyebrows and black hair. And then you get an Iron Man mask. Very cool.
2: As much as I want to think that this was on purpose, that they did a painted version and an unpainted version, there's a story here. (laughs) Like either they failed to pay the guys, the factory that was painting these and they cut them off. Like, ah, crap.
3: It says three special eggs, and they were in special wrap inside, making me think that the rest can just knock together, but the painted ones would have paint chip if they just rolled around.
2: Oh, so you get a ton of the unpainted ones, but then one of each of the painted. Yes. Okay. It still seems weird. It does.
3: I agree. The weirdest thing to me is, all right, I I love the shapes of the candy. Hulk has green
2: Hulk feet, which is just awesome. (laughs) <laughs> uh, like the old uh remember the candies that you could get in the coffin and you could build a skeleton Mhm. yeah so you just get the feet now
3: yeah i ended up making footprints like you're tracking hulk oh and cap comes with stars that are red white and blue i thought that was really perfect iron man comes with jelly beans which is the best of all because well just call me reagan because i like my jelly beans
2: All four of them.
3: (laughs) Yes, four per pack. And they're not even really Iron Man-y colors. There's some green, some orange, some red, some yellow. It's like I tried to find the theme there. The theme is they're jelly beans. (laughs) Except for the painted head. The painted Hulk and painted Cap had the same candy. Painted Iron Man had something totally different than the unpainted Iron Man. They didn't get the good jelly beans. You got some like red and yellow sweet balls. What? Holy sweet balls. They're tastier than the gasoline candy in the Hulk head and the cap heads. Hmm. Very strange that they change out the candy on one of them, but it was kind of fun. They're, you know, one of the more inventive items. The painted heads take me back to like, I don't know if anybody else had this, but like in the late 70s, I had a Hulk silly putty and it was just this Hulk head and you opened it up and it had green silly putty in it. And I love that Hulk head. And this reminds me of that Hulk head. Nice. That's a a good memory. (laughs) (laughs) That Hulk Silly Putty now goes for $19 on eBay. Like original vintage? Yeah, like the 1977 Silly Putty. Nice. It's called Power Putty. New non-toxic formula.
2: Ooh. (laughs) I like me some Silly Putty.
1: I like the toxic Silly Putty better.
2: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I kind of remember this. I don't think I had it, but I think a friend had it. I had it, and I just played with the hell out of it. I was just... That whole kit is uh, scary. (laughs) Might be the nicest way to say it. (sighs) That's pretty sweet.
1: (laughs) They had some new Easter baskets also. You know, they had the standard ones, like the paperboard ones they had before with the Avengers pictures on the sides. This year, the trend seems to be a torso Easter basket with, it looks, well, I don't even know how to describe it other than a hollowed out torso with no arms. Ew. Yeah, it's bizarre. There's still a handle and everything, but it's like, you know, you've got like a chest, there's a Spider-Man one, I saw a Captain America one, and I saw an Iron Man one. Hmm. And if you're over at Walmart by any chance and go by their, I guess it's the lingerie section, they have an entire end cap full of Marvel-themed socks. They have knee socks all the way down to little ankle socks and everything in between. There's the kind of mid-calf fuzzy warm socks that are really soft. And these are really styled cool because like the Hulk socks, for example, have a green foot, but then they have a purple shaggy thing on the top. So like it's Hulk's pants. The Captain America ones, I should have bought these. I need to go back and get them. They're blue with white stars. And one of the white stars has the cap shield in the middle with a pink heel. And they've got some like really thick fuzzy footy slippers. They've got some Black Widow slippers, which are really cool. And they're black and red inside with her symbol on your toes. They've got Dr. Strange slippers.
3: Those actually are kind of cool. They're blue with the Eye of Agamotto
2: on the toes. It's kind of fun. I I love the phrase Black Widow slippers because I don't know what the subject in that sentence is. (laughs) 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 That can mean three different things.
1: Then they've got some little footy socks. Like the Thor socks have little wings like his helmet, and then the cap socks have little wings also. Kind of fun, and nothing was over five dollars on this end cap.
2: Nice. Walmart has some decent apparel. I have yet to pull the trigger on it, but every time I walk by, I see you know a couple cool Deadpool shirts, and there's some cool Star Wars shirts there. But they kind of turned it into a, a little collector friendly place for that type of stuff.
1: They have. They have some decent stuff every once in a while. Sometimes it's in weird locations. You just got to like, oh, hey, look, I'm looking at chips. And there's some Marvel socks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody knows what they're doing in the marketing department.
1: They do because they get me every time.
3: As far as collector focused stuff, the place I've found to hit is Toys R Us. Toys R Us has been stocking like I wouldn't believe. I went in and they had everything. Cap Legends. Three and three quarter inch legends wave one. The All three of the comic packs. You were kind of wondering last show, Justin, if the Thors were out there. Yes, they are. They got six cases of them in, the guy said. Wow. The day before I got in there, when I got in there, we're assuming there's six per case. So that means they had 36 packs. When I got in, they had nine. And today there were three. Wow. Looks like comic packs are back. I love them. I'm so happy The packaging is different, but it's still kind of cool. I love the way the comic looks behind them. I like getting two figures for $20. Yeah,
2: I kind of like the packaging now. It feels a little cleaner. Before, it was a little too bright and colorful.
3: That's certainly not the case with the current line. I mean, we're going to talk about it when we review the Onslaught Legends here, but colorful is not what they're going
2: for with Legends. No, not at all. I think they're trying to kind of let the figures do the talking rather than the packaging, which is not a bad thing. But they had those. It was
3: pretty well picked through by the time I got there. I was so tempted to get like ones to keep mint on package, but the bubble actually warps the card right away. Oh, uh, yeah. So I decided I wasn't going to be mint on package comic guy, but I just always did. Even back in the Secret Wars days. Love the look of the packaged comic packs.
2: That's pretty cool that you're finding that stuff at Toys R Us. I've seen I haven't seen a big shipment like that in one location, but, you know, everywhere but Target, Walmart, Toys R Us and even Kmart has been seeing trickling in of all of this different stuff. I've seen the cap wave, the Spider-Man wave. I've now been able to see the entire three and three quarter inch wave one of Legends. And I've, I did eventually see the Thor pack at a Walmart, too. So this stuff is starting to, to roll out. I don't know if Target's waiting for a big reset to put everything out at once. But as of yet, they've been the slow, the slow guy on the block this time.
3: We've been hitting Target. I had heard from one of our listeners, Scott, that Target in his area put out a huge number of the Spider-Man wave with Spider-Gwen and everything, but he They put them out, not on the normal figure pegs, but over like by the pool toys because the pegs were being restocked or redone. And so over there, he just had shelves and shelves of legends.
2: Wow.
1: That's not happening at our target. No. We have empty legends pegs.
2: (laughs) Targets around here are just stocked full of the older waves and they're either going to have to clearance them or something because they're just kind of sitting there. Well, Toys
3: R Us is also having a clearance of sorts on their old legends. If you happen to need the Allfather Wave or some of last year's, 15 bucks a figure. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good price. And if you're near a mire, they've started to close out some of the Avengers Age of Ultron stuff. And they've completely reset their toy aisle and left a lot of empty pegs for Civil War stuff. The tags are up, but no figures yet.
2: Yeah, speaking of Civil War stuff, just today I found the Captain America on a motorcycle.
3: Yeah, that was at our Toys R Us that day. I had the big score, too. And that thing's pretty sweet. I was wondering as I was photographing it packaged, I was like, I wonder if Justin's into the motorcycle because you're kind of picking and choosing your three and three quarter inch legends these days. I I am.
2: And I tell you what, I kind of wish that they would have had Falcon because I I, that's kind of why I went. I heard that this Walmart had gotten in a case of the Captain America Civil War three and three quarter inch. I'm like, well, that's got to be the bike and Falcon. So I went over there and it was just four motorcycles. And like you said, we'll review it later. But my quick review, this feels more like a $12 item than a $20 item.
3: Don't three and three quarter inch figures feel more like a $7 item than a $13 item? Is it just (laughs) we're stuck in the
2: old pricing? Hey, you know what? You're right. You make a good point. I think I paid $7 for a motorcycle. And in that case, hey, that's not too bad.
3: (laughs) We're just stuck in millennial pricing. I guess,
2: but yeah, I, if they continue to do these figures, I'll I'll pick and choose as they come out. Same way that Toys R Us had that was it, Age of Ultron two packs. They had the Black Widow. And, yes, yes, yeah. So it's it's good that they're they're giving the movie line a chance to breathe and still be out there in some form in three and three quarter inch figures. All right, don't
3: hate me, but as far as Civil War toys go. I was actually impressed with the look of the Titan tech figures, like Falcon, is a dead-on Anthony Mackie likeness. Like, spot on. The voice out of it is not. It's time to fly.
4: Here comes Iron Man. War Machine, incoming. We've got to move.
1: <laughs> but I
3: just
2: couldn't believe how much it looked like Anthony Mackey. You know what? I think they've put a little more effort into the entire Titan line because I noticed I was when I was at Walmart today, they happened to have an Age of Ultron Iron Man sitting right next to a Civil War Iron Man. And even though it's the same body, the paint job on the new one had like two or three more colors of paint on it. So they're putting some more effort into it. I just don't know. You know, it's not going to be enough to catch my, my fancy. Because I have a few
3: Titan Tech toys, when there's a sale, and there will be, I'll probably pick up and add a Falcon to my roster.
1: Why don't you wait until it ends up like the Hulkbuster that we got last week for 20 bucks? Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm
2: just saying sale. Yeah, that's a good point. There's no reason to rush out and get these things. If you're interested in them, just wait a little bit.
3: Yeah, they had also some of the Civil War role play stuff and all of that. The other thing that Marjorie just found the day we were recording at Toys R Us, though, and, oh, these have grown on me since Toy Fair, where Hasbro gave us each a free one, the Masher Minis. You shut your mouth. No, they're kind
1: of cute, because
3: they kind of look like superhero Squad. That's what hit me is when we were talking about them at the Toy Fair Hasbro coverage, you're like, but there's no articulation. But when I was photographing them, it really hit me hard. These are superhero squad with their parted legs and their hands up and things. It's superhero squad with forearm rotation and you can turn their heads. Okay,
2: I can see the appeal. I'll say that, but they're not catching me in that cute area.
3: See, I think they are for me in a way that the play school figures never did. And I think people have been kind of hunting and looking for that Superhero Squad replacement ever since Hasbro canceled that line. I think I found it here. It's not the same style where Superhero Squad, everything was rounded and curved. Here, everything is angular and sharp. But the Anti-Venom, the Thor... Iron Patriot, and Cap's like this World War II Cap with his helmet. You were able to find four of the first six. You got Thor, Spider-Man, Iron Patriot, and Captain America. The two we didn't find are the baddies, Lizard and Anti-Venom. I don't know if they just aren't in this first case, but they're considered part of the first wave. Huh.
1: I can not imagine the Lizard would sell quicker. He looks like he's in a little trench coat, too. It's super cute.
3: The other thing is they come with parts to go to other... Micro mashers, but keep in mind They can interchange with Larger mashers Spider-Man came with Doc Ock arms And they all have holes in their back I think they're using pretty much Some standard bucks And then adding hands and head But they have holes in the back You could put the arms on So
1: wait, you said they're interchangeable with the larger mashers?
3: Yeah, it would just be a slightly tiny head On a big masher or a big head on a small masher But the joints are the same size Do
1: the the arms? Yeah so I could have, like, tiny arm Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, my God. And vice
2: versa, you could have huge arm Spider-Man if you take the parts from a bigger one.
1: This changes things. <laughs> a lot. I'm super excited about this. Sorry.
3: I'm waiting for the Black Panther one. When I was at Toy Fair, they had this bin of parts, and you could build your own and keep them. I found a Black Panther body, but they had no hands or no head for him. So I just have this lonely Black Panther body. <laughs>
2: poor black panther body. So
3: I'm waiting for that one to hit. I'm surprised it's not in the first wave. Everything else they had, there was pretty first wave. I wonder, you know how they sometimes like to sneak something out. Like we're not going to announce it, but if you find it and I found a black panther
2: body, (laughs) you know, I wonder how kids who buy these play with them. I wonder if they have like a big bucket of parts that they just dig into and build.
3: That's probably what I would have done if I when I was a kid, and that's how Hasbro displays these
2: things at Comic-Con and Toy Fair. Yeah, that's what I was thinking I would do, too. I'd treat it like my Legos. Like, once I was done building whatever it was the instructions told me to build, it would just go into the big bucket.
1: I've been hitting a number of Walgreens lately, looking for those exclusive pops with Green Goblin, Taskmaster, Iron Spider-Man, and Black-Suited Spider-Man.
3: Glow-in-the-dark. Plus, outside of that wave, there's just singularly, a Walgreens exclusive Deadpool. So there's like six different pops to find at Walgreens. Wait, wait, wait. I hadn't heard about this. What's the exclusive Walgreens Deadpool? It's a thumbs up Deadpool, like is the main release, but he's choking a chicken like the Sideshow exclusive premium format.
2: Oh, that's right. We had heard about that.
3: Yeah, so thanks to a friend of ours who got me the Deadpool and the Chase Goblin, I am now set. But if you're looking for these, I found our first ones like in early January at a Walgreens in Nowhere, Illinois. But as far as the main Walgreens we go to, they just hit this week. So if you've been kind of keeping the eye out for these, it looks like trucks are hitting big time with them now. But that's it for what we're finding in stores as for what's online,
0: sales to astonish.
3: I saw something come up on one of my collector's alerts. I get a ton of emails when new products are listed, and I can't decide if this is the coolest thing ever or the lamest cash in ever. It is a Venom containment unit lava lamp from Agents of
2: S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> You want my first impression? Yes. Sounds like a cool idea. (laughs) And I don't even care that it's a lava lamp. That's still kind of cool. I just think the execution is kind of poor. It just looks like stickers over a silver base. Like if you're going to give me something that's a containment unit, make it feel more official. This feels like some kid slaps stickers on the base.
3: What's the worst part for me is this company makes a series of lava lamps that are just stickers over the base and different color lava. There's a Spider-Man one. With blue lava, and instead of silver, it's red and just has a stickered spider logo on it.
2: Yeah, so you know, that doesn't entertain me at all. If they wanted to to do a line of lava lamps, they need to make each of them separately cool rather than taking the same thing and repainting it. Maybe at a cheaper price, it would be kind of cool to pick one of these up as a tchotchke for a, a Marvel fan. But as it is, asking close to 30 bucks for these, I don't... Yeah, they're like 10 bucks at Walmart. Yeah, lava lamps always go on clearance.
3: Yeah, I think even at 10, I'd be hard-pressed to actually get this, but it caught my eye as innovative to take a lava lamp and go, hey, that looks like Venom. (laughs) And then, of course, over at our sponsor, Dorkside Toys, they've got tons of Marvel stuff up for order, but you need to get over there and order fast. I'll admit, I went over there looking to get a loose Build-A-Figure Onslaught because they're coming out with that Magneto head later on. I'm like, instead of having to buy a whole bunch of figures, let me just get it from Dorkside Toys for $69.99 with free shipping. Pre-sold out, so you do not want to hesitate if you want
2: to get some of the stuff from Dorkside Toys. Yikes. And don't miss your second chance. At Diamond Select Carnage. They have that up for pre-order. It's not supposed to ship till October, but we've waited this long. I think I can wait a few more months. Have you ordered it yet? Because you know how it went last time. Yeah, I I learned my lesson. I'm going to be ordering directly after the show.
3: And they have confirmed the next Wave
2: of Legends
3: Build-A-Figure. Because I think we were still wondering about it a little bit. But they have listed, coming in April... The next wave of legends, they have the pre-orders up loose for Black Panther, Nick Fury, Red Guardian, Iron Man Mark 46, Civil War Captain America, Nuke, and the Build-A-Figure, which I don't remember being announced at Toy Fair, Giant Man.
2: Yeah, this none of this has been officially announced yet, and even the pictures that we've seen haven't been official. That was some sort of leak. But this, this wave really has me excited. This seems like a really solid wave, if not a little bit of a spoiler happening in there.
3: So when it goes up for order as a whole wave, be sure to go right to Dorkside Toys, get your order in. I'm, yeah, very excited about that. They've also got your pop vinyls. They still have, if you never found them on shelves, wave eight of the Infinite series from last year with Juggalossus and Emma Frost and Blue Deadpool, Ulick. And chameleon. Indeed. So you can find that all at Dorkside Toys, and remember to use the link from our homepage at MarveliciousToys.com.
1: Speaking of pops, the folks over at Funko were nice enough to send us one of their collector boxes, so we get the Deadpool box, and I did a little unboxing video with it. This month's feature was Deadpool, everybody's favorite merc with a mouth. Now let's look what's inside the box. The first thing we've got is some really fun Deadpool art... You've got your patch and pin. Now these were slid on the side on the bag, so I actually thought I had a broken one when I had this because the pin was rattling around because the side of the bag was open. The pin is really cool. It's your Deadpool collector core little pin that you get. These are really cool to put on your bag, I think, for cons. You've also got the patch, which again, same thing, although this time he's got the katana. Very nice little patch, little Deadpool logos, very cool. So let's open this up and see what we've got. Oh, we've got a t-shirt and it's one of the Funko t-shirts, which means it's a pop shirt. I love the pop shirts. I think they are so much fun and I love these. This one is so cute. I cannot wait to wear this. I love the flourish on the side. I think this is just a really, really, really great shirt. Next up we've got an exclusive comic in the collector core box. This is Deadpool number one with an exclusive Funko pop cover. It's cute little Deadpool spearing some chimichangas on his katana and standing on a mountain of chimichangas and tacos. Very cool little comic. Here it is opened. Very cool stuff in here. Love the art. Deadpool's a lot of fun anyway. And it's got some the digital exclusive code in there so that you can go ahead and download it on your iPad and read it as well. Next up, we have an exclusive Pop Deadpool, of course, kind of in a leaping pose with his katana, jumping around, very nice. And if you know Funko, you know that these are hot, hot, hot. This is really cool and definitely worth the box. We've also got an exclusive Dorbs. It is so cute. I love Dorbs anyway. I especially love their little like half moon eyes. They're super cute. But this is Deadpool in a cowboy hat, which is very cool. Cowboy Deadpool. He's also got a little stick horse, which is utterly adorable. It is not a unicorn in case you're worried about that. It also shows some other variations that are, Available the Pirate Deadpool and Chef Deadpool. Chef Deadpool has a little spatula, I assume for his chimichangas. Lastly, we have an exclusive Mopies. I like these because they're very sad looking and the Deadpool I think lends to this style really well. The black and red color are exclusive to the Funko Collector Core box and super cute addition to your collection. So let's recap what's in this box. We've got an exclusive pin, a patch, a variant comic, a Funko Pop, a Mopi's, a Dorbs, and an exclusive Funko Pop shirt. All of these items are limited to this box only, and you will not be able to buy them any other place. Now, these boxes do come out every other month, and the next one is Civil War themed. So it should be an interesting Iron Man and Captain America mashup, or I don't know if they're going to be randomly assorted, how that goes. And finally, I would like to thank our friends at Funko for supplying us with this box for review.
2: Gotta love some Deadpool stuff. I think my favorite
3: item is the shirt in there because just the black shirt with the gray Deadpool—it's a little bit different. I'll definitely wear it.
2: Yeah, I'm not—I'm no huge Dorbs fan, but uh, Deadpool Dorbs just really calls my name.
1: Here's the thing: I'm not a Dorbs fan per se, but the number of them that get me and I have to own them is increasing. <laughs>
3: So you are a Dorbs fan. You're no, just in denial.
1: I, I just don't have to go buy every single one. What happens? That's because you
3: have me who does that for you.
1: I just walk by them. and I'm like, oh, that's cute. I want that. And then Arnie gets it for
2: me. <laughs> you like, have a whole collection of the horror Dorbs. I
1: love the horror Dorbs. Oh, my God. That sounds like
2: you're saying mispronouncing horror
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like a horror Dorbs party. <laughs> Oh, my God, it
4: does.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like them both.
3: The one thing I will tell anyone who got this box, if you are like me and you open it up and you pull out the Deadpool pop, which immediately I've lost 90% of the audience because I said open the pop. (laughs) But if you do that, this one is different because he has a stand because he's in this leaping pose. Well, the stand has this little tab on it. And Deadpool has this little notch on the back of his neck right under the spring. That is not where the tab goes. <laughs> I found that out after 15 minutes of trying to push it in and getting it just in enough and then it would be all off balance and he'd fall and the thing fell out. No, where this goes is under his swords. It goes in very easily. He stands very well. So I thought I'd put that out there. Don't be like me and stand there trying to shove it in his neck. (laughs) Finally, I bought Marjorie a gift this week. And it was one of those things where I didn't even intend to find it. I was actually searching for something, like, completely unrelated.
1: I don't know what you could have been searching for to end up with this.
3: I honestly think my search was Howard the Duck Legends.
1: That makes no sense.
3: But what came up on eBay was a Captain America Shield USB charger. Huh. And now, we reviewed a long time ago the... FX Collectibles Iron Man Briefcase. This is not by FX Collectibles. I don't even think this is supposed to be sold in the States. This is from a company called DG Power and very little on the box or in the instructions was English. Oh boy. But I saw it online. They had a couple different levels of it. There were like a low-powered one, and then a 6,800 milliamp one. And I'm like, you can get a couple good charges off the 6,800 milliamp. It has two USB ports. It has some LEDs under the shield to tell you how charged it is. It's not that big. It's maybe at its thickest, a half an inch thick, and then maybe three or four inches in diameter.
1: It's pretty sweet looking. I really like it. It's got a nice silvery metal feel.
2: Is it tapered like the shield or is it flat like a disc? It is tapered like the shield. Well, you know, it might make a cool companion to the the Iron
3: Man briefcase. That's what I was thinking. I thought, since I'm Team Iron Man and she's Team Humdrum V.
1: Whatever. You're coming around, mister.
3: (laughs) I think that was an order, not a comment. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We've had some conversations about current events. And you are taking the Cap side.
3: Yes, however, Cap is on organic pretzels and Iron Man eats burgers. Team Stark.
1: (laughs) I did find organic pretzels with Captain America on them.
3: There's one problem with this battery pack, though, and it's, it's honestly a deal breaker that makes me say do not buy it. Ever. It comes with a very generic USB cord to charge it. The plug where you have to charge this battery, not where this battery can charge other things, but where you charge this battery is a nightmare. It, It You, like, gotta get the cord in just right and just, like, then gently set it down. It took me probably five minutes to get this thing to a point where it started to charge. Hmm. I think it's gonna work perfectly fine when charged, but charging it... I would never want to be in a situation where this is my only backup power device because the risk of it actually not charging as it should have seems about 90%. Do
2: you think that's a problem with the actual fitting or with the cord? I've pulled out more cords and tried it and no. That's, that's disappointing. That sounds like shoddy
3: workmanship. Yeah. I think this is what I get. It had the Marvel logo. It had a whole bunch of language on it that made it seem licensed but I'm still using it I can't find a whole lot of information about DG Power So there's some really good bootlegs that come out of China Which is where this shipped to me from I wouldn't be surprised if this might not be fully official licensed item
2: Yeah Maybe FX Collectibles will get in and give us a nice quality one Because we know that the Iron Man briefcase is perfectly fine Oh, I use it all the time And finally
0: It's just in from the web
3: SH Figure Arts they came out earlier this year with that Civil War image showing how many figure arts they're going to do it looked like 5 from Team Stark and 5 from Team Cap well, now they've announced an 11th as Ant-Man is coming (laughs) <laughs> he. They don't even say what side he's on Though we know he's on Cap's side it, But he wasn't in that drawing In either case Oh he was He was He's on the Falcon's shoulder I think Hawkeyes He's on Hawkeye's right. shoulder Missed that
2: <laughs>
3: But I think this is a full sized figure arts That comes with also a tiny figure arts Not just the tiny one I hope not for the price they're charging Yeah
1: 6,000 yen Yikes Was it like two bucks?
2: That's like 47 bucks.
1: Oh, is it? I was just guessing.
2: 53
3: at the current exchange rate. We were both wrong.
2: (laughs) What I'm liking about this is it's very close to the Ant-Man outfit from the first movie with some changes that I'm guessing are going to be accurate to the Civil War outfit. But the biggest change is his helmet's starting to look a little bit more like the comic book version. He's got antenna. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like mandibles coming off the front of his helmet and stuff now. But yeah, this is something I definitely did not hesitate to pre-order. There's no human face, so I knew you were in. Yep, he walks that line and I'm definitely going for it. I ordered as
3: well. I've got Cap and Iron Man on order, so now I've got Ant-Man. I'm waiting for some of the others though, Black Widow and
2: Hawkeye and Yeah, I think we're I'm going to have some some answers There are some questions to answer for myself is when we get down to people like Black Widow and am I going to be able to say no to an awesome winter soldier? I don't know. And Falcon? Falcon's going to have kick-ass wings. Can I say no to that? So my my rule of non-people in figure arts might get blown out the window as soon as these pre-orders go up for the remaining characters. Now, where does Vision fall?
3: Because he has a human face, but it's not flesh tone.
2: I think I'm all in on that Vision. (laughs) Yeah, I might just be all in on this entire line looking at it. Maybe not Hawkeye, but then you get so close to being finished. Why not? These are the exact same excuses or reasonings I was using before I realized I owned the entire Age of Ultron collection. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah,
3: it's it's getting a little rough for me because we got the Figma. And we got the Fig Arts, and we got 112 Collective by Mezco. Of course, I'm in for the Hot Toys. There's the Legends. I'm really feeling overwhelmed, and I'm like, all right. And then, of course, the Comic Cave, I'm like, it's hidden from all sides. And it's doing it in Star Wars, too. Every, like, almost every single line is in Star Wars as well. It's like, I'm inundated, and I need to see the path.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you, I need to jump on this, like, you know, one thirty-second scale figure because that seems to be the key. It's the only thing that's not being done. But most
3: of the ones I named are six inch figures.
1: I know. And I don't understand this.
2: That's where the heart is. We're six inch collectors at heart. It's the two inch figures that you need to stop from wasting money on.
3: <laughs> and speaking of six inch figures, articulated comic book art has released a document that take this as big rumor. But they're saying this has been a leak of the rest of the year's
2: Legends figures. (sighs) I don't know if I'm ready to be spoiled for the rest of the year. I want a surprise somewhere.
3: The X-Men wave? It was asked during the Q&A with Dwight what the Build-A-Figure was for the X-Men wave. Because we just discussed what wave three was. X-Men is wave four. And one of the guys there is like, well, it's got to be Apocalypse, right? I mean, Age of Apocalypse, the movie, all of that. It's got to be Apocalypse. And Dwight just went, well, if it's up to me, it would be Apocalypse. And the other guy looks and goes, so you're throwing me under the bus? (laughs) (laughs) But now we have a rumor as to what it is, Juggernaut. Ooh. Now, the big question, is it Juggernaut or is it Juggalossus? Because you know how they like to take whatever they did in one scale and do it in the other. True.
2: Very true. And there's been a number of Juggernauts in the Marvel Legends line over the years. Some good, some okay, some uh, some straight out of the X-Men movies where it was, what's his name? Tony Trigger or whatever from Stack and Two Smoking Barrels. Vinnie Jones? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I have no problem with him. I'm just saying his figure of juggernaut that Hasbro made years ago was... I loved it because it was movie-based, but... Yeah, see, that's... I keep complaining about not enough movie-based stuff, yet I ding all the old stuff that's movie-based, so maybe I'm part of the problem. Hmm. If you're not part of the solution, you are.
3: (laughs) Now, listed for that, I think we knew most all of these figures, if not all of them. Wolverine? That's the one I'm not sure if we knew. Did we know we were getting another Wolverine?
2: <sighs> that does seem a little newish, as you say it.
3: Then we knew about Deadpool, Rogue, Kitty Pride with Lockheed, Iceman, Cable, Havoc, and Phoenix. I knew about all
2: those others. You're right. So Wolverine and Juggernaut were the only ones they hadn't really, really, hmm. Maybe the Wolverine might be movie based. Now, Wave 5, this sounds very
3: plausible because of what was revealed at Toy Fair. They said they were going to make a Silk Legends and that they were making another Hobgoblin Legends and they were doing Ultimate Spider-Man Peter Parker and Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales. So according to articulated comic book art, Wave 5, a Spider-Man based wave. The other figures we've got here are Spider-Girl Ashley Barton okay, and Electro. Mm. And the Build-A-Figure, this one, I'm not sure if I think this is accurate or not. Space Venom. (laughs) Okay. What the what? Space Venom is a bulkier version of, like, Agent Venom. He joined the Guardians of the Galaxy, left Earth, and took on a more muscular appearance, but it's an iteration of the Agent Venom outfit.
2: Oh, okay. It just sounds weird saying Space Venom, but it's Venom Space night." Yes. Okay. Yeah, Space Venom just sounds like, (laughs) you know, pigs in space.
3: (laughs) Symbiotes in space.
2: (laughs) No, yeah, that could be cool. And that is,
3: according to this list, both the X-Men and Spider-Man wave are coming around July. Of course. And then we're going to have a big lull because the next wave they state is not coming until December, which means I think they're missing a wave here because we know for a fact from Hasbro that they're doing a Doctor Strange wave. So since there's nothing between July and December here, I'm thinking there's got to be a Doctor Strange wave in between. They talked Mm -hmm. about the Build-A-Figure Dormammu. Right. But then what they list here as wave six is another Civil War wave, and we're finally getting what was teased last year at Comic-Con the Abomination Build-A-Figure. Oh, yeah. And we we know they showed that slide. We were sitting in the audience, so...
2: Yeah, it was really quick, and it was unpainted. I think it was just a 3D model at that point. I'd forgotten, honestly.
3: <laughs> Until they brought it up, and I'm like, oh, yeah! And this wave is the one that will have the movie Scarlet Witch they announced. Coming with that would be Captain America, Iron Skull, Captain Britain, Eel... And Wonder Man. Very nice. This is a big rumor, but man, it's certainly done its research compared to everything I heard at Toy Fair and everything we heard last year at Comic-Con.
2: Yeah, I mean, it feels real. There's nothing here that makes me think, oh, that's just somebody's wish list.
3: Yeah, Only the Space Venom is me going, well, that's a little bit of an
2: odd choice to put in that wave, but... Depending. I mean, it's a Spider-Man wave and depending on what bucks they're looking at, maybe somebody was looking at that Hulk bust, you know, and said, hey, that would be a good base to start for a Space Knight Venom.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just that's one I have never even heard discussed. I haven't seen it on any fan lists.
2: It's to build a figure nobody knew they wanted to ask for. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty exciting. But like you pointed out, you're right. There's There's stuff missing here. This might not be necessarily what's coming for the rest of the year. And that does seem like quite a big lull between July and December to have nothing new hitting stores.
3: Well, again, we know for a fact there's a Doctor Strange wave, which, given that is not listed here, take that for what it's worth. Mm hmm. Finally this week, though, we promised a review of a Factory Entertainment item. We talked to them at Toy Fair, and they had the really cool Deadpool's Red Rocket. So after seeing Deadpool's Red Rocket, I had to get home and rip open my box and pop out my Dancing Groot. Now, this is the Dancing Groot full-scale motion statue by Factory Entertainment. It's the only full-scale dancing Groot that I'm aware of. I bought the half-scale model from Dragon. Marjorie has one on her bed, and I have one on display. It's
1: on my nightstand. I don't sleep with it.
2: Okay. He can poke an eye out that way.
1: Exactly. He's kind of rough. He's not cuddly.
3: Hot Toys did a quarter-scale Groot. But this was the full-scale Groot, and that's why I picked it up. We did see it at San Diego Comic-Con, and I thought it looked pretty good. And breaking it out and opening it up, I gotta say, they did a great job with the detail. We have reviewed so many dancing Groots, down to the music-playing, phallic one, all the way now to this one. And becoming real familiar with the details of the green vines and the little skin tag hanging off the arm... (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's just a branch.
3: I think they did a good paint on him with the real dark wood and everything. And the sculpt is amazing. They did such a good face in the eyes. And they actually put just a little drop of white paint or silver paint in the eyes to give it that extra bit of life.
1: Yeah, he's got really, really good lifelike eyes. And he's got that great, serene face
2: that's kind of cute. Duh, I just got caught dancing in Freeze face.
1: Yes, that that <laughs> face, yes. And it's got good motion. It's on a spring, so it's kind of like a, a fun bobble. You can touch it, and it kind of wiggles for a while, and it's really neat.
2: Okay, let me ask this. I I guess I don't have any experience with this thing at all, other than seeing it behind glass. Is it hard plastic, or is it? It's polystone. Po- okay, so it definitely doesn't move in the arms and stuff like that. No. Okay.
1: And the, the pot is really substantial, too.
2: The pot looks real.
1: Yeah, it feels real. It feels like terracotta, and it's heavy.
2: So the movement is basically him swaying.
3: He wiggles back and forth on a spring, and that's part of the licensing, as they said. And if you look at the base around the dirt, there's a gap to allow that movement. And because he feels like polystone and everything, my fear is that, like, the impact of him against the plastic or polystone of the dirt could lead to paint chipping long term. Yeah, or at least friction burns. When they shipped it, they shoved some styrofoam down in there to make sure he didn't bounce around during shipment.
1: I think that remains to be seen. I mean, how often do you go and plunk him and make him move? Probably every time you walk by, I guess.
3: Actually, I'm the opposite. When I carried him down the stairs, I made sure one hand was around the tree and the other on the pot so that I... He didn't bounce mm. around during movement. And
1: here I've like made a move like three times now.
3: Well, I made a move for the video yeah. I did. So I mean, I'm not trying to never move him, but <laughs> I think they did a real good job on him. The pot—it's just kind of a you know dirty white. I blame the movie. They just put him in a really lackluster
2: pot.
1: Well, I mean, it wasn't gonna be decorated. I think the pot like matches the movie. I actually just watched the movie this morning, and it's perfect.
2: Yeah, it's not like they went out of their way and made them like a special pot. This is just what they had on, on hand. I know. I just like what Funko
3: did where they have the Ravager red pot and all the different pots. I thought they did a more decorative pot for a high-end display. But this almost is bordering on prop replica. So, yes, you have to stick to the movie and have the white pot.
2: Well, and if you want to buy more, I'll definitely paint them up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie
3: got pretty good painting pots last summer. Did I? Yeah, the ones on the deck and... Oh, yeah. Hmm. But there's two things that I can ding this statue on. I like it overall and I think it looks great on a shelf, especially a high shelf. But the dirt. And this is something that every single Groot I've seen has a problem with is having good dirt in that pot. And it always ends up looking like a big pile of chunky
2: plastic oatmeal. Yeah, molded plastic.
3: It just doesn't look like gravel or dirt or anything at all, so much as half-melted chocolate chips, (laughs) but then congealed. Throw some coffee beans in there, it'll look good. That's why I said about the King's Models one, is little coffee beans in there. Yeah. But because this is a higher-end item, it costs around $150, I'm a little less likely to put coffee beans in it.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't even notice it. And I guess that's what I expect fake dirt to look like. So it didn't even bother me. And it's on a high shelf. I never saw the dirt in the pot in the movie. I don't even know that there was dirt in the pot. I just assumed there was. It doesn't bother me. I I think it looks better than most. And then the dirt
3: does have a pretty sizable groove around the Groot for that motion statue. And they did tell us at... Toy Fair, it's a licensing thing. They can't make statues, but they can make these bouncing motion statues and to accommodate the license, there has to be that area there so that it can move around, but then it doesn't look potted. It looks kind of just a little weird.
2: Yeah, you're right. Keep them above eyeline. Yeah. You'll be perfectly fine.
3: But I really love how the Groot himself looks. I love the color of the vines. Like the Dragon model, I thought they went too green on the vines, and the dancing one, they didn't have any vines on. I think they did it nice here, subtle, because I didn't notice a whole bunch of green vines on him when he was dancing with Drax.
2: No, but you're right, the the wood is very realistic looking.
3: Yeah, seriously, and they did such great detail of the sculpting of the head. I just got in there with a macro lens and kept taking pictures. It almost reminded me of like the McFarlane Blair witch figure, just all the gnarled branches and things going on up there in the head. It was really amazing. So this gives me a lot of hope, because the next ones we've seen, Captain America on a motorcycle and Deadpool's Red Rocket... Those are going to be items that move. So you're not going to have to have an accommodation like a groove for the thing to move. Red Rocket should be on springs anyway. Right. So they can just build that into the statue. And the motorcycle could have some kind of display base or something to allow it to do this wiggle without the compromise they made for Groot. So what this has told me, opening it up, is that... Factory Entertainment looked great behind glass at Toy Fair. And having it in hand, they make quality work. And they're definitely a company I'm going to be keeping an eye on. And as soon as I can pre-order that Red Rocket,
2: I am going to.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I like this one as well. And I'm glad I saw it at Comic-Con and made you buy it.
2: I'm looking forward to the Red Rocket myself. So
3: to close out this week, Marjorie and I, this past weekend, were at Wizard World in Land of the Cleaves.
1: Yeah, Wizard World is knocking it out of the park with their guests this year. We started off the year with Chris Evans, and they've got Chris Hemsworth in Cleveland, so we went.
3: We recorded a little bit at the show, and here is that report.
1: Well, it's Sunday morning here in Cleveland, Ohio. We're sitting at the official Wizard World Cleveland Hotel, the Hyatt, and we spent all day at Wizard World on Saturday.
3: We closed it down Friday night and Saturday night. Both times, they were flashing the lights with a you-don't-have-to-go-home-but-you-can't-stay-here kind of vibe. I think we've only done that at Wizard World twice in the past. Once was last year in Chicago when you weren't there and I just ended up getting caught up in conversation with Glenn Fisher and Artist Alley. And then the other time was couple years ago when Dave Bautista was there and he didn't get signing autographs till almost 630 and we stayed until like 730 long after the floor was closed
1: and he was a very gracious man and stayed until the last person got something signed and I was almost the last person
3: yeah we were close to the end we made really good friends with the volunteers who were like telling everyone the line was cut off because they were like four feet from us the whole time
1: yeah and it is They have a rough job. They're telling people, basically, sorry, you can't do this. And people get angry, and it happens.
3: But this is our first time in Cleveland, not just for Wizard World, but in general, where Avengers was shot, where Winter Soldier was shot.
1: Yes, and I'm loving it because you walk out of our hotel, and there is a street where Winter Soldier was shooting at Nick Fury and threw the bomb under his car and flipped it over just down the street from the convention center is the nice bridge where they had the big gunfight with Falcon and Black Widow, and they get captured. We're going to go see the Triskelion today. We're going to see some other shots. We drove by last night. We we're out to dinner with some friends. We saw the place where Nick Fury had pulled up in his SUV, and he, they were looking at him, and he said, You want to see my lease?
3: But what brought us here was Chris Hemsworth. And Cleveland, it wasn't a bad drive. It wasn't as bad as New Orleans last month. It was an eight-hour drive that became 10 hours door-to-door with some stops at Walmarts and things. Found a Spider Gwen.
1: Yes, I found it at a Walmart in the middle of nowhere. I think we were in Indiana still.
3: But yet, the map was telling us we were in like Richmond, Ohio, but we hadn't crossed the state line yet, so...
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure where I was.
3: We were in the demilitarized zone between Ohio and Indiana.
1: We were somewhere in the Midwest in the Corn Belt, in the Tornado Belt, and they had the Sinister Six toys out, and they had remnants of that wave, and we started looking around, and you saw some of the Legends figures up top on that shelf above the pegs, and because I knew what the side of the package looked, I was able to tell you, of course, in the three rows of figures, it was the bottom one in the middle row.
3: So I did my own Spider-Man impersonation, scaled a wall, and grabbed her. But we did get here Friday a couple hours before close. That was our goal because picking up your badge at Wizard World is always a little bit of time-taking, especially on a Saturday morning. Getting in Friday afternoon, walked right up, Marjorie got her press pass, I got my VIP Hemsworth badge, able to get on the floor. Their ticket redemption system, I understand why they compartmentalize it, but man, is it a pain because... I also bought autograph tickets so you have to go to the check-in to get your badge and it's all through the ticket leap app so i had to go up there and show them my ticket leap app and get my vip badge then we have to go down to the autograph area show them the ticket leap app to get my autograph tickets then if i would bought another photo op have to go over to the photo op booth show them the ticket leap app to get the photo ops so we were able to do all of that in minutes when we got in the floor First of all, weird convention center, almost entirely subterranean.
1: I kind of liked it, though. It was on the lakefront, Lake Erie, and the front faced the lake, and there's like a parking lot across the street. You know, there's a street in front of it and everything. But when you get in, you go down two levels, and you are completely underground. It's kind of cool. I don't know. It was really neat because when you came in, you got a really big sense of what you were about to walk into. So there's some great views from the top floor.
3: Yeah, Chicago's somewhat similar because you're walking on the skywalks. You get a view of the floor, but nothing like the panoramic view this provided. No window or anything, just a gorgeous view of the whole floor.
1: Yeah, and it was a really beautiful convention center. It looked new. It was very shiny. It was very chrome and lots of big windows out in front. They actually had reasonably priced food, and the lunch I had was actually decent for convention food.
3: Reasonably priced is... A jaded view from convention goers when you decide that like seven dollars for a barbecue chicken sandwich that your only options were cheese or no cheese and that's a slice of american on barbecue okay who am i to judge but yeah we're a little jaded by the seven dollar slice of pizza that the seven dollar barbecue sandwich looked good
1: yeah it wasn't a bad price and actually the water itself was not a bad price too three dollars for a bottle of water that's a steal
3: wasn't it $3 for two, I thought you said? No. Oh, I thought you were saying it was a buck fifty per bottle, which is gas station prices.
1: $3. It's yeah. I guess I'm used to also paying like five to eight dollars for a bottle of water at Comic-Con or Chicago is really high priced for their concessions. This was reasonably priced.
3: Also on Friday, since we got in, we went back over to see the Russos again. They had a new. Captain America Iron Man poster this time. Last time they had the faces kind of above each other. Here they have the two facing off against each other. Again, nice guys, and they signed for free because it was Friday night. We got right in. There were like eight people ahead of us. Their posters were kind of static, clingy, and it was hard to get one. I accidentally grabbed two, and they were ne- Joe Russo was like, Oh, you have two. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I went to put it back. He's like, No, nah, I'll sign it. So I'm like, Well, can you make it out to Justin?
1: Yeah, that was really cool. And he's like, sure. They were really nice guys. And they take the time to talk to everybody that comes to their line. They're very nice. They shook my hand. And I had, because I'd met them in New Orleans, I had actually recognized, is it Joe? Yeah. The one without glasses. Yeah.
3: I'm pretty sure.
1: He was the doctor in Winter Soldier when they go and find out Nick Fury's alive.
3: And Anthony kept... You know, because you get the post, he goes, Arnie, that's a really cool name, Arnie. And I'm like, well, you don't hear that too much. He's like, well, I grew up and it was either his cousin or his cousin's good friend who hung out with him all the time was named Arnie. And so he had a real good connotation with the name Arnie. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool.
1: You had quite the name weekend, though, because you also had someone sing a song to you with your name. <laughs> we
3: will get there very soon. But the Russos, those guys are so cool in my book to be so available to be answering questions as much as they could, to be fun during the panel I saw them in. These guys, I don't care what happens or what comes out later, these guys will always be in my cool book forever. To be back here where they shot Winter Soldier, they don't have to do this stuff and they're not charging for their autographs or anything, they're here for the fans.
1: Yeah, they're super nice and the fact that you get a free poster with it, they're not charging for their autograph, they're just there to be nice to people.
3: With about an hour left before the floor closed, we started down Artist Alley. They had a weird Artist Alley arrangement. The big names were in row A. We had Neil Adams and Greg Horn. Row B had like Xenoscope people, some Marvel people. We started in row F, and we saw a lot of handmade crafts like pillows and cross-stitch Kleenex boxes.
1: Yeah, there was more crafts at this one and different crafts, and it's really great that they're recruiting more of those people, letting more of those people in, because that's sometimes an underrepresented area, I think, of art. Some of it was really overpriced for what it was, and I understand boots are very expensive at Wizard World, and it's not that I'm saying, oh, I can make that cheaper. I understand you handmade it, but I think you're overcharging for what you did.
3: That said, we've looked into you doing some hand-done stuff before, and- the price you'd have to charge was much higher than I would ever pay because it would take you like two hours to do it and $20 in material. And by the time you add that all together, if you just made minimum wage, so that's a 40 or $50 item. And it's like you, then you're charging $50 for a Kleenex box and people look at you and go, oh my God, that's too high for a Kleenex box. I understand how they get to the prices they do. I also understand... That some things just aren't worth it to me for that money, which is why we ended up not having you sell those things you were looking at.
1: Yeah, but we did buy some cool handmade stuff.
3: For Marvel stuff, there was I bought a few prints, but there was one guy, and we've seen him at conventions before. I recognized his art. He always does the like F is for Freddy kind of things. He had a new line of art. He's doing custom album covers, and there I thought they were just going to be prints that were in the twelve by twelve of an album cover. But when you get there, they're front and back. They're all album covers that aren't really homages. They're just like if there were album covers. And he went to like a thrift store and bought all their 10 cent LPs and put them in. So when you're buying this, you're buying a record album cover with a record in it. He doesn't know what the record is. I don't know what the record is. But he had Winter Soldier one, Deadpool one. It was hard not to buy all four Marvel based ones, but I did just get the Deadpool because it had him holding a Ryan Reynolds magazine.
1: Yeah, those were really, really great.
3: I got some sketch covers in Artist Alley as well, Friday and Saturday. Some awesome art there. But Saturday we went back, and that was Hemsworth Day. He was here for one day, one day only. And with the VIP, I was able to get in the floor half an hour early, went straight to the Hemsworth line. I was 19th in line. That's a great position, even though the floor opened for VIPs at 930 Hemsworth was supposed to show up at 11, better to have a 90-minute wait at the front of the line than a three-hour wait at the end.
1: No, I agree completely, and that's the way to do this kind of thing. It looks like maybe you didn't need the VIP for it, because it didn't seem like there aren't many Hemsworth VIPs, and they were still hawking his autograph and photo op towards the end of the day. Like Every five minutes, they made an announcement that there there's still tickets available, so I wonder if the line had seriously dwindled. Yeah,
3: I envision Chris Hemsworth sitting there tapping his fingers, because The line wasn't huge. He was off sequestered in a corner so people couldn't take his photo. And my guess at the number of Hemsworth VIPs is approximately 250 because the line behind me for the VIP autographs was not that big, but he did a couple autograph sessions, so maybe they all didn't come in first thing in the morning. He came in promptly at 11, cordial guy, smiled, you know, he wouldn't talk too much, not... As engaging as Chris Evans was with his fans. He was, but he was polite and mumbly. I told you he was no Evans. The sales prove that. I mean, the VIP, Chris Hemsworth, did not sell out, whereas in New Orleans, they had platinum, gold, and silver Evans VIPs that all sold out, even though they still were hawking a couple of autographs and photo ops at the end of the day there too.
1: Well, no, they were just doing photo ops because the only way to get his autograph in New Orleans was to do either gold or platinum VIP. Silver VIP just got a signed photo, but you didn't get to actually go and do the autograph.
3: They also did a lotto though for regular attendees. I entered, I won. So I think they might not have sold all the autographs that they were wanting to. I can't remember if they were asking for autographs. They were definitely making photo ops available, though. Just walk up and get a photo taken. And they were doing that with Hemsworth here. After the autograph, I went over to the photo op, and I was third in line. This is where I'm getting the best estimate of the VIP number. There were three rows for the VIP lines, and I was in the third and final row. And so I'm guessing... 75 to 100 people per row, they were pretty short, and then three rows, that means we're somewhere between 225 and 300 people.
1: Was it as fast as the Evans photo op?
3: It was exceptionally fast. I was disappointed because after the autograph, I went straight to the photo op, thinking I'll get in line there. The photo op was supposed to be at, was it noon? One. So at one, I was done with the autograph about 1130 And so I'm like, okay, 90 minutes, but I'll be in front there too. I got there. They're like, you can't line up for another hour. I was appreciative of that because that meant I got to finish Artist Alley. But on the other hand, I'm like, okay, well, I came back exactly one hour later and they had three rows of them. And they did it a little poorly here because they wouldn't let you line up. They only had two photo op areas. So you couldn't line up because there were previous photo ops. If you all lined up for different photo ops, it would be a quagmire. So instead... People just stood outside there creating this sea of people through whom you could not navigate.
1: Yeah, that was pretty bad there. There was a lot of disorganization outside of it where people were unofficially lining up to get into the official line and it was kind of a mess. I know it seemed like maybe they needed to do a better traffic flow in that area.
3: But I got in and I was in the third row and I'm like, dang it, I'm in the third row. I wanted to be, you know, in the first row. He showed up on time. I know. I waited maybe 15 minutes from the time the first photo was taken until the time the third row was in. Admittedly, you don't get a whole lot of time with them, but boom, boom, boom. And it was not a long wait at all.
1: So did they come out and bark orders like they did for Evans where, you know, no touching the guest below the waist, no jumping into the guest's arms, that kind of thing? Not at all. So somebody must have assaulted Chris Evans.
3: Or, I mean, this show is being run totally different than the last show. It's very different. And I don't know if Wizard is just continually evolving their line management strategies or if regional governors are keeping the people in line.
1: Yeah, it's hard to tell there.
3: But... Hemsworth was nice, he smiled as you walked up, but then he wouldn't smile for the photos. Nobody's photos did he give a toothy grin. He would when you walked up, he give this kind of grim, kind of, I don't know, maybe he thought it would lose his cool if he was smiling a big grin every photo.
1: Yeah, his smile was non-existent, and I saw other people's photos and people were complaining that he didn't smile in the photo.
3: I'm not complaining, I'm merely stating. Then we went for other autographs, and last minute addition was Chloe Bennett. And she's here, I think she was the last minute addition. Brad Dalton, Agent Ward from the show, was supposed to be here. He canceled due to work commitments. And then I went to buy my autograph tickets ahead of time and Chloe Bennett was on the list. I'm like, I didn't know she was there. Yes, please. And so we got in that line and Elizabeth Henstridge's line at the same time. Not a very long wait for either of them. They were doing a photo op, they came back. Both exceptionally nice people engaging in conversation chloe bennett was taking selfies with people at the table even though she wasn't supposed to always talking to people i didn't have a whole lot of conversation for chloe bennett i don't know much about her other work i don't know much about her life i can't say you know like when i saw chris hemsworth i'm like i really liked cabin in the woods when i saw chris evans i really liked scott pilgrim chloe bennett i'm like hi can you please sign here
1: (laughs) yeah but she sang you a song
3: yeah, I think she wants to fill the silence. She's one of those people who wants to. So since I didn't have much to talk about, she's like, Arnie. Because, you know, the little name thing. So she goes, Arnie, I'm singing a song about Arnie. <laughs> I'm just looking at my friend Dale like, okay. And it it rem- The tone she took, the song, the sing song was like, if you've seen Elf when he meets his dad and he thinks he's a, sing a He's like and i'm here now and i'm here now daddy it was like that tone of song about arnie it was like (laughs) it was fun though she was cool
1: see that's a great story and i went back to the hotel because arnie bought too much stuff again and i took a giant box of action figures back which we'll talk later on and as i was going back out to the convention because it was only like a two block walk to the convention center no point in driving
3: and i didn't make her carry a heavy box these were it was like A pound or two
1: but I was exiting the hotel
3: without a box
1: without a box and ran into Elizabeth Henstridge who went out of her way to open the door for me and engage me in conversation she doesn't know who I am I doubt she recognized me from the autograph line with you but just oh hello how are you doing today are you having a good day blah 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 I'm like wow okay that's really nice
3: well she is British she they're more polite than us yanks
1: And, and she was totally adorable she's just really cute with her little voice and she's just so polite
3: I was really impressed with both of them. How they really seemed to be engaging with their fans, and they seemed like genuinely nice people. They looked up, they conversed. When Elizabeth Henstridge saw my Agents of Shield thing, she goes, "Oh, look at all the other autographs you have! I love it when I'm signing things with other people. Have signed because it makes me feel like part of the team." That she saw Chloe Bennett had said to Arnie one exclamation point, so Henstridge did two exclamation points. I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, she was just really adorable.
3: Yeah. The only autograph we had trouble with isn't even Marvel. Robert England was like the hit of the con, like more than Hemsworth. Hemsworth, they're like, autographs are available. Chris Hemsworth, who was in Thor. It's not good if you have to tell us who he is. But Robert England, lying capped, sending people away, telling them come back Sunday.
1: Yeah, they were just not. I think prepared for his line. And Robert England, if you've ever met him at a convention, he is a. I, I put him up there, maybe the top, as one of the celebrities that. If you're interested in, you know, any of the Freddy stuff, you got to meet because he is phenomenal with people. He engages his fans. He's approachable. He's polite. He makes sure that he connects with everybody, I've noticed. I mean, just standing there watching him because they had such a line that they gave the people that had to leave when he did his photo op numbered tickets so they could go in and get back in line. And... He was talking to people, he'd comment on something they wore or what they're getting signed, he entertained them and his autograph line took a little bit longer, but it was okay because he he connected with everybody and that's the experience you want. He is one of the ones that gives you a great experience at a convention.
3: There is a Marvel tie. I can bring this up. He was the vulture, the voice of the vulture in Spectacular Spider Man cartoon series. One of the things we interviewed him about way back in I think it was 2010 at comic-con i got to interview him and so yeah if you need a marvel thing signed and don't know what to get from him you can get the spectacular spider-man dvd i got a nightmare on elm street but he was great shopping on the floor well i didn't want sugar squirrels i didn't want to take part in a psychological investigation
1: no it was psychiatric research so you could sign up to take part in psychiatric testing at a university
3: Oh, people who've listened to my Howard the Duck now playing know they don't want my input when I see a Rorschach blot and see the Dark Overlord from Howard the Duck.
1: Yeah, they also had uh, Anderson Windows there. There were some timeshare people. And they were kind of tricky because they had this big Star Wars booth, huge booth, right when you walked in. All these Star Wars standees, blah, 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 hanging there, saying, use the Force, the Force is calling you. And it was a thing to fill out to get information on a timeshare. They had the LASIK surgery people there.
3: The Psychiatric Research, though, has the best marketing of all of them, because they had, like, Ultimate Spider-Man masks that were kind of like sleep masks. They just went around the eyes, but they had black with the red webbing, but it was for Psychiatric Research? Okay.
1: Yeah, so they had that. You had your typical wizard tours. You know, there's the guy who charges too much for toys, and some of the bootleg DVDs and TV shows and movies that you don't really see. This year, they're having a new one on the tour. There's the Wild West Soda Place where you can go and, I'm sure, pay too much for soda in a silver collectible cup.
3: Real sugar soda, like the cane sugar type. But I don't know if that's on all of them. It's been at the two we've been at, though. We saw the last one, people walking around with these silver cups. We're like, ooh, fancy cocktails, liquor. No, just really high-sugared sodas. Not a lot of shopping. The shopping was small, the rows were short, and there weren't that many FLEGO vendors either. Sorry, Baron. I was keeping an eye out for your Translucent Hulks. Not a single one here. I'm going to have to try again at the Wizard World in St. Louis in a couple of weeks and see if I can get them for you. We could have gotten it done. If I hadn't had all those autographs to do, plus the Hemsworth panel, we could have had this done in a blink. But I did find some things. You know, you don't need a lot of vendors. You just need the right one, right?
1: Yeah, and this one was really small on toy vendors and really small on comic vendors.
3: Yeah, I found one comic vendor who was selling me some blanks and a couple variant covers that his cover price on them was 80 and he charged me 40 which was good. But we came across one toy vendor. And I always look. There's always somebody with Toy Biz toys. And I'm not just talking legends. Everybody has legends. But I'm talking like some of the older 4-inch toys. And I noticed he had a Spider-Man toy of J. Jonah Jameson. And I walked up, and that thing looked like it was just case-fresh. Like it had never been touched by human hands. Perfect. And I'm like, okay, how much? Five dollars. And then I keep looking. He has a ton. He's got some X-Men figures that look pristine. A couple had a little damage, but...
1: I'm going to call these vintage figures because I think enough time has passed that these might be vintage figures. Neo-vintage? Neo-vintage. These were better than figures I've seen at a Walmart recently. I mean, I think these were untouched by the sun. Whoever had these was keeping them in an extremely well climate-controlled, light-controlled, dust-free environment. I mean, usually figures like that, you get some dust on top of the bubble. You know, it settles into like little nooks and crannies. These were phenomenal. Me and Dale were just sitting there in awe of all these figures. And then we came up with the term... Because you were focused on searching through these figures because the guy was offering a great deal. is buy four, get one free. They were $5 each. Then if you spend $100, you also got $20 off.
3: Now, these are the exact same figures that in crappy, dusty condition my local comic shop has on the wall. First of all, he doesn't have the selection. he I've never seen the Dragon Man. I've never seen the Invisible Woman translucent figure. But some of the others he has on his wall... The cheapest is nine dollars. They average fifteen, and they're in beat up cards—not totally beat up, but all the corners are bent and everything, and the bubbles are yellowed. Here, I mean, it got down to about three dollars a figure. I went through and bought every Fantastic Four figure he had, one of each. He had a few spares. A couple weren't in great condition, like the Thing. But at that point, I was in for a penny and for a pound. I'm like, ah, you know, as much as I'm saving here, I'm going to take them all.
1: We were laughing and started singing the danger zone, but we call it the Arnie zone because you were like looking at figures and making these stacks and I couldn't tell the organization if they were like in the waves or what and just marveling the way you like quickly and deftly move through these figures, weeding out the ones you wanted, the ones you didn't going through and then making the deal with the guy. We were sitting there singing the Arnie zone.
3: Here's what the Arnie zone is though. Tunnel vision because I had no idea you guys were even there. And then yeah. l- later on, Dale said, did you see while you were looking at the figures, this little kid in an Iron Man suit? I'm like, kid, Iron Man suit? No, there were toys.
1: Yeah, you, I. as far as I'm concerned, it's like everything around you, like, stopped in slow motion. It was just moving really slow while you were doing this. And then you made your transaction purchase, and boom, we're back to real time.
3: Yeah, I even picked up a couple of Fantastic Four. This guy, I he, he wasn't the personal seller because he said that he was there with a team of like five people. But whoever he was selling for must have been a huge Fantastic Four fan as he also had two box sets, Marvel Legends Fantastic Four sets, which were reasonably priced. One was 40 one was 50 But because I ended up spending $200, he then gave me 40 bucks off. So I got all those X-Men figures, all those Fantastic Four figures, and both Legend box sets for $160. I got like 25 figures and the two box sets. It's a crazy cheap price. So despite the fact that I say there's not a lot on the floor, just takes one.
1: Yeah, and I think that was a not to make a pun, but a fantastic purchase. Maybe it is a pun.
3: You also got a Jessica Jones t-shirt that you're going to have to wear for the photo op with Kristen Ritter in a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. First of all, I love Kristen Ritter. I'm a big fan of Don't Trust to Be in Apartment Twenty Three. I can probably recite lines with you if you wanted to. I love that show. Um, my first show ever seeing James Vanderbeek. I never saw Dawson's Creek, so have a great appreciation for Vanderbeek now, the Beek as he's called. And I w- we were walking out, and what's funny is, thank God Dale was there because without Dale, we would we needed his arms as well as the company because I had someone to talk to while you were in the Arnie zone, but we're all like laden with all this stuff because Dale bought stuff too there and was having a ball and this is his first Wizard World. He had a great time. And I'm like walking well, by this t-shirt with him. i like, I have to have that Jessica Jones shirt. And you're like, okay, buy it. And like everyone had to turn around and it's Jessica Jones, Alias Investigations, Hell's Kitchen, New York. But it was the Jack Daniels style logo and they made it vintagey. So it's got like the washed out ink. It looks like his old shirt. It was awesome. You have
3: to wear that to St. Louis. You just have to because it'll be a conversation piece.
1: Yes, it will be, and it, it was really cool. I was really excited to get that.
3: And then I walked by a comic vendor. There's a Marvel tie here. Marvel's been publishing the Stephen King comics, like The Stand and Dark Tower. I found The Stand omnibus for $57. I've been watching that thing on Amazon. It's never gone below $110. And then they had The Gunslinger and The Dark Tower omnibuy, and those were 57 down from 150 each. So I brought... God, what is that? 40 pounds of books that we were carrying back to the hotel? They were heavy.
1: Yes, yes. And I kind of wanted to kick you for buying books. I had to walk around carrying one of the giant books. I looked like I was going to go preach to people like I was holding a giant Bible.
3: The day ended with the Chris Hemsworth panel. I've been to a lot of panels, folks. I've been to 10 San Diego Comic Cons and I've gone to multiple panels at each. I saw Joss Whedon at Wizard World Chicago. I've seen... All the Lost panels at San Diego Comic-Con. I know the questions people will ask. Can I have your nameplate? I remember, can I have a hug? The one that stands out is one of the last Lost panels. Jorge Garcia was there who plays Hurley on Lost. Somebody said, can I have a Hurley hug? And so got a hug. Never in my 14 years of constant convention going have I been so embarrassed to be a part of an audience as I was at this Chris Hemsworth panel. You got some good questions, like a little kid asked, behind the scenes, do you and Loki get along?
1: Oh, that's cute.
3: Yeah, and then got a story about hanging out at Ken, as Chris Hemsworth calls him, Ken Branagh's house in the pool with Tom Hiddleston and getting a real rapport going so they could act like brothers before the first movie and they visit each other's homes. Tom Hiddleston's come down to Australia. Then you get, of your two brothers, who's your favorite? I only knew he had one. There was one funny question that said, "If I think it's Liam from The Hunger Games. I don't know. If Liam had got a role in a Marvel movie... Would it be competitive? And Chris Hemsworth was like, well, he would die. It would be contractually obligated that he would die in his first Marvel movie.
1: So, what are some of the questions that made you cringe?
3: Oh, boy. There was, what's your favorite cheese? And it's uh, a Mexican cheese. Well, you know, this saga. Manchego. Manchego is his favorite cheese, and the Russo's moderated, and so they're like, well, you made a mistake. Now, every convention you go to, somebody's going to bring you a pound of Manchego cheese. Will you come to my mom's house? She's making lasagna.
1: Oh, boy.
3: He was like, oh, I've already spoken to your mom. I'm going right there after here. I mean, he handled it well. And then she said, okay, good. Be sure to bring your swimsuit, because we're firing up the hot tub. Awkward. Oh, it gets worse. Women near me were chanting, take off your shirt, take off your shirt. He's not even Thor-built. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy's not flabby. The guy's really fit. But he wasn't big like Thor. He was actually talking about how he has to start his regime to get that going because they're going to be filming Thor three and he had to downsize for other film roles like Ghostbusters and vacation. So but they were still chanting that. Then there was one person who came up and said, can I take a selfie with you? And the audience all yelled no. But Hemsworth, nice guy, you can't say no, did it. And the audience booed the girl getting it.
1: Yeah, I really want to suggest a wizard World If you ever listen to this, pre-screen the questions. I know you can't control what people are going to say when they get up there, but you can weed out a lot of people by just saying, hey, what question are you going to ask? No, you can't ask that. Do you have another question? Okay, thanks. Bye.
3: Then the person right after the selfie person went into this long-winded story about how her friends at school make fun of Thor and call him, like, I don't even remember the stupid made-up name they call him. And She asked if he would tell them, like, he, she recited some speech she wanted him to say to smite them for making fun of his character and calling him that name. And she was going to video it for her school. And he handled it well. And he's like, well, no, I'm not going to, first, that's more dialogue than I've ever had in any of my movies. And second of all, I like that name. So why would I yell at them? Just a good way to brush off and a polite way of saying, I'm not your monkey.
1: Yeah, I'm glad he could roll with the punches. I didn't go to the panel. I made a supply run back to the hotel room, dropped off stuff, and you and Dale went. And I'm glad you guys went and had a good time. I'm glad that Hemsworth could roll with the punches because I wasn't sure because he didn't seem very chatty with people. And some people are really good on screen and can't handle, you know, without being prompted or being fed lines. And I wasn't sure how he'd behave. And he actually did well.
3: Yeah, he was amusing without being like, a Robert Englund or a Brent Spiner or somebody who's just, you can't look away from them. But he was funny in his responses. And the Russos had a really funny line unintentionally. They said, like, the way they phrased it, they were asked, like, what it was like to work with Chris Hemsworth because they were starting Infinity War. And they I think it was Joe Russo who went, Hollywood is filled with so many complicated personalities. And working with Chris is just such a joyous. He's always pleasant. I'm like, that's a wonderful euphemism for complicated personality.
1: That is good. I like the Russo brothers. They're very entertaining.
3: The panel was fun, but man, there were like a couple of questions where I had to like cover my eyes and put my head down and be like, please be over. Please be over. I was embarrassed for the asker. I was embarrassed for Chris Hemsworth. I was embarrassed to be part of an audience that seems to condone that kind of question and behavior. Boy, some of the questions were good, you know, and some of the questions, the younger the person was, the better the question was, believe it or not. Because like the, do you and Loki get along kind of thing?
1: I think that might be the best question ever asked at a panel from a little kid. I mean, little kids come up with the greatest stuff, and they wonder about the strangest things. And I'm sure that, because I imagine you, if they had these things when you were a little kid, that's something you would have asked, and something that would have worried you and kept you up at night, as as if Loki and Thor really get along or not.
3: One of the other good questions, this one came from an adult, is you're not in Civil War, so which team would you take? Team Cap or Team Iron Man?
1: Team Cap! Team Cap!
3: Well... The Russo's then said, how do you know he's not in Civil War? (gasps) Oh. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. They could just be teasing. But then he's like, well, let's see. Captain America's always been nice to me. Iron Man's gotten his digs in, you know. He's a funny guy, so I guess I'm Team Cap.
1: Yay! Another one.
3: Grr. Some of us booed. So I had a great time, though. I mean, between the Chris Evans, New Orleans, and this— It's like we've had two great cons where everything kind of worked like clockwork. You didn't like the panel at the end of the day because you felt it put us under a time constraint. I preferred it because we had to leave the Chris Evans panel earlier. I even subscribed to Wizard World's Con TV to see the part of the panel I missed, and they've never put it up. They streamed it live, but never put it up. And this, by being at the end of the day, I just had to make sure that my day ended at 5.30, and because we were VIP, glorious, lots of seating... If you hadn't been VIP, they didn't clear the rooms. Wizard usually does, but here they went, like, the Comic-Con route, and people just camped in that room all day. There were probably 500 to 1,000 people waiting outside for the Hemsworth panel who were not going to get in because the rest of the seats were just full, and it was hard to get out because they everybody was coming in and out at the same time. They didn't have outdoors and indoors, so you felt like you were swimming upstream between panels, but... No, a great time, and...
1: Well, it's time for us to head out now, and we're going to go and see all the places where Renner Soldier was filmed in Cleveland with Dale. All
3: right, so we will take it back to the studio.
1: Cleveland rocks! Yep, Arnie did not ever watch a Drew Carey show. He didn't. I did! Didn't I told like you I did. It. No,
2: I didn't, but I watched yeah. some. I didn't necessarily like it, but I did think so.
1: Well, the first one was It's a Five O'Clock World which is really good too. And then later on, they changed to Cleveland Rocks, which is sung by Presidents of the United States of America.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Billions of peaches.
1: Yep. Peaches for you and peaches for me.
3: <laughs> but you said that Wizard World was hitting it out of the park. They certainly are. We, I mean, I don't know why they've upped their game. Truthfully, Wizard has been known as a convention that finds local conventions and then becomes a gorilla that tries to put those small conventions out of business.
1: And they frequently feature, I don't want to say washed up, but, you know, not working stars like Dean Cain that have a high nostalgia factor, Andrew McCarthy.
3: Eric Estrada and wrestlers. Lots and lots of WWE.
1: Well, and to give you an idea, like what other guests they had in Cleveland, which this one makes perfect sense, but he's not really doing much now. Corbin Burnson. No one else gets that. Okay.
2: Crickets. Uh, No, I I recognize his name. I just don't know what he's famous for.
1: Well, he was on L.A. Law, but he was also in the movie Major League, which was the Cleveland Indians.
2: Uh, He played the
1: shortstop. Yeah, I saw that movie Roger Dorn. He
3: also had a small but important role in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, a movie everyone should see. I
2: love that movie. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a good movie. They also had Henry Winkler, who for some reason, was only charging $30 for an autograph.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I know. But he's like Grandpa Age now.
2: <laughs> <He's> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I love him from, obviously, Happy Days days, but I would go talk to him about Arrested Development.
1: Absolutely, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I forgot he was the lawyer there. <laughs> <laughs> really good. i probably talk to him about
3: Night Shift with Michael Keaton.
2: <laughs> Going way back.
3: But... The future Wizard Worlds, we're going to a lot of Wizard Worlds coming up because they are just killing it in just a few weeks. April Fool's Weekend, Wizard World St. Louis, which we've reported on every year they've done it and usually been
1: meh. Usually, we are in and out in 90 minutes and spend more time at the wine bar just outside the entrance to the convention center than we do at the convention.
3: Usually, yeah, we do the floor very quick. We go, oh, look, sugar rat things, sugar squirrels. Sugar sugar squirrels.
2: Sugar squirrels. No, they sell
1: animals now. Sugar gliders. Sugar gliders. That's it. They're called flying squirrels, right?
2: (laughs) I think so. Yeah. I think they came up with a new cute name so they could sell them.
1: Yeah. Well, they have those. There's a LASIK surgery booth. Yeah.
3: So, this year, though, they have David Tennant in only his second American signing appearance ever, according to a friend of mine who is big in autographs. Is
2: that a Doctor Who guy?
3: It is, but he's also the purple man from Jessica Jones. Ooh. Now, to get his autograph, you have to buy a VIP ticket at $400. Yikes. Yeah. Fortunately, that friend of mine and I... Both want different things. I want his autograph on a Jessica Jones item. He just wants the photo with the man, so we're going havesies. Oh, nice.
1: But they're also having Kristen Ritter, who is Jessica Jones.
3: And Mike Coulter, who's Luke
2: Cage on Jessica Jones. Wow, they're just getting all the entertainment out, like, early on. But wait, there's more. They just
4: <laughs> added
3: Charlie Cox from Daredevil. Elden Henson, who is Foggy Nelson on Daredevil? Huh. Are these sponsored by Netflix at this point? (laughs) Kristen Ritter did Portland. And I'm like, I almost wanted to go to Portland to get her autograph. She's great in the Be in Apartment 23.
1: Yeah, I have to sing her praises and don't trust the Be in Apartment 23. Probably the best TV show you never watched. She plays a slutty alcoholic manipulator with a heart of gold and don't trust the Be in Apartment 23. And it's got James Vander Beek in it.
2: Hey, the Beek.
1: The Beek, yes.
3: And then the very next weekend, April 8th. We're going to Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, hey, hey. David Tennant will be there again. So if I miss out, as will Kristen Ritter, Mike Colton. They're also having Brett Dalton, who is Agent Ward from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was supposed to be in Land of the Cleaves, but had to cancel. (laughs) And I'm wondering if they might add some big names on the way there. And Elizabeth Henstridge, who we got in Cleveland, is in both St. Louis and in Madison, I mean, there's just, for Marvel guests, especially when you add Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans into the mix, they're killing it right now, and God only knows how many more we'll go to. As I say, you guys gotta save it up, man. You're gonna be conned out before the year's even half over. If Wizard World slows down, then we will, but the ones within driving distance for us are Minneapolis in May, Columbus in July... Chicago, we will certainly go to in August, and there's no big name guest for that one yet, but they, that's their flagship show. So I'm expecting something major. Last year, they had... Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. And that was a big deal because he hadn't done any of those. But now that he did New Orleans and things and they're getting even bigger names than Renner, I'm wondering. I got to keep my eye on that show and see what they're going to do. And I also got to keep my eye on their wallet because those VIP admissions that you need to get are
1: expensive. But if Evans does again, we'll go if it's close. Yes. Because Chris Evans.
2: I can already tell what's going to happen. You guys are going to not want to go to San Diego after all these other trips.
1: Oh, no, these are easy peasy. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, if you're in
3: Madison or St. Louis or anything and see us at the show, be sure to say hi, and we're looking forward to seeing you. But with that, I think that's going to have to be our show for this week as we are just dead out of time. And we wanted to review the Red Onslaught Wave of Legends, but... I guess we just have to do a bonus
2: show next week, guys. Nice. Does that mean Matt Damon is currently watching our legends?
1: Yes, he is. He's over there watching them.
2: Excellent. Well, since he
3: didn't get to hold an Oscar, he can hold an onslaught.
2: (laughs) Uh, Too good.
3: (laughs) Maybe we could paint one gold and send it to him. (laughs) Here's your onslaught. So we will have a bonus show next Wednesday doing nothing but reviewing the eight figures in that Captain America wave of
2: legends. So nothing but that on the next Marvelicious Toys.
1: <laughs> well played. That was awesome.
2: <laughs> you set it up too well. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Marvelicious Toys YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Graphic Design by Justin. Photo Editing by Scott Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Vinganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Vinganza Media, Incorporated.
2: And never announced before, for $1,500, you can be Justin for a week. That <laughs> I means you get to go to my job. That sounds so much cooler than being me. I
3: I'll write that check. <laughs> do I get your hair? That's the big thing. I just for fifteen hundred. I want the hair.
2: We're gonna have to figure out the logistics of it, but yeah, I can I can make that promise. <laughs> and the leg tattoos, but just for a week. Yep, we're gonna have to do some temporary tattoo.
3: Get work. some henna. <laughs>
1: This is turned into something weird.
2: <laughs> Single white collector. <laughs> yep, this could <can> be fun. <laughs> now I'm a little scared that somebody with deep pockets might actually take me up on this, So, <laughs> Right, and then you always got to make the obligatory less than a cup of coffee type of claim, too.
1: Yes, it is less than a cup of coffee. Hell, it's less than a good beer. In the eyes of the angel.
2: Yeah, don't from make us start running images of, of homeless dogs, people. Oh my god, maybe we need to make a sad collector video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't, he can't listen to now playing. In the dark
3: hotel oh, room and the emptiness that you fear. If you pay $2 a month, I'll stop singing. <laughs>
2: Here's my checkbook.
3: (laughs) We said that about somebody on the subway who wanted money.
2: (sighs) In the eyes of an angel. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What character is that with the orange and yellow? Or orange and green. Yellow and green. Okay, I need colors that you
3: actually mean. You just gave me a rainbow. <laughs> yellow and green is what you're laying yeah, it Yeah, yellow and green. Is it Loki? I think that's intending to be Loki.
1: Loki'd be more stylish than that.
3: Am I the only kid in the world who, when I was done building my Legos, would take them all apart and p- build a giant Lego brick so they
2: were all interlocked and I wouldn't lose any? <laughs> wouldn't lose any, but you, you just made it unfunctional.
3: <laughs> well, I was able to peel them apart later with some difficulty, but I'd take all the flat pieces and do them all first and create this, like, 14-inch by 14-inch brick that was as tall as I had bricks for.
1: How did you ever get it apart? Because every time I did that, I had trouble getting them all apart. Mm, that's tricky.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, lose some fingernails. <laughs> yes. You just needed to go steal some of your mom's Ziploc baggies. That's what you needed to do.
3: I didn't have Marjorie there to show me the way on that. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know what's funny is I have him at his own supply of a range of sizes of Ziploc baggies for things.
2: Very important.
1: I'm
3: waiting for some of the others, though. Black Widow and Hawkeye and I almost said Hawkman because I'm reviewing DC's Legends of the Superheroes on Now
4: Playing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So after seeing Deadpool's Red Rocket, I had to get home and rip open my box.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. I I wasn't
3: thinking it.
1: (laughs) That's all the pictures uploaded sideways.
2: Continue.
3: (laughs) I want to see where the story's going. (laughs) And pop out my
2: dancing root. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Red Rocket myself. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. We
1: all love <laughs> Red Rockets, let's be honest. <laughs>
4: it's time to fly. Here comes Incoming, we've got to move. Heads up, guys. Falcon coming in fast. Red Wing, launch. Nice one, Cap. We've got him on the ropes. Red Wing, deploy talons. this, buddy. Red Wing, deploy miniguns. It's time to fly. Here comes Iron Man. War Machine, heads up, guy Falcon coming in. Red Wing, launch.